Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, this is uh, Mike here with BeastNet. I'm uh, with Michael Lee and we're just going to, hello, we're going to talk about everything Michael. So how's it going? Hey, it's going well, Mike. Thanks for having me on your podcast. This is fun. I'm excited to be here. Oh, anytime. I mean, it's it's kind of what it is. I want to have a, a podcast that's for Beastnet or for the beasts and for other you know OCR people. And I mean, it, it's so much fun to talk to people and just hear everyone's different stories. So, first off, what what got you into obstacle course racing? Well, back in I think it was 2014, I had some friends invite me to join them on a team for uh, Tough Mudder, and so the the course down in Black Diamond, I ran that in 2013 and 14 or 14 and 15, I can't remember, but I ran it um, two years in a row with the same group of friends, yeah. and the hardest part for that was just the distance, you know, it's like 10 to 11 miles long, but I don't remember the uh, obstacles being all that difficult, Yeah. but uh, in 2016, I had an unfortunate thing happen, I got a ski accident of it past just a fluke accident i fell wrong and oops, broke my neck so oh. fractured c5 I, I spent a couple nights in harborview hospital in seattle it was a little scary and uh, but to make a long story short i made a full recovery i'm so thankful my uh, neurosurgeon and physical therapist were quite proud of me i wish i could take credit for it i give credit to god i think it was miraculous and they too but uh, on the week that I got released from all limitations by my uh, neurosurgeon, that was in August of 2016. It was on a Monday. I had the doctor appointment. And when I got out of there, I uh, sent a message to all my friends and said, hey, I'm free. I'm normal again. You know, no more limitations. And then that following Saturday, the uh, Spartan Sprint was taking place in Washougal, and my buddy John Roberts was running it. He invited me to run it with him. But I didn't really know anything about Spartan at the time. And when I asked John, he said, oh, it's like Tough Hunter, but it's only four and a half miles long. And in my <laughs> mind, I thought, oh, wow, four and a half miles, no problem. I can go out and Spartan, no big deal. I didn't do any other research on Spartan, the obstacles. I, burped, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about that. And so I showed up to my first part dressed like I was going to a bad 10K. I wore crummy running shoes that I could throw away. And because that's what I had done for my two tough butter races, I was wearing uh, New Balance running shorts, I was wearing a running t-shirt, and John signed us up for the competitive. So, uh, bam, the gun goes off, Spartans are ready, all that, blah, 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 and off we go, and I'm running, and, you know, the first quarter mile's fine, but then we started the obstacles, and oh my gosh, I stopped counting after 250 burpees that day it was it was just brutal yeah um, i did finish uh i finished in a stupor <laughs> and uh i felt completely demoralized i felt unworthy of that pedal they put around my neck but uh within 15 minutes of finishing i said oh my god i gotta do that again and so that that hooked me uh, yep. and i went on to do more spartans from that so let me let me pause and Catch your breath. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, from there. 
And that's kind of one of those things that, you know, I've heard from so many people and, you know, even myself is when we went into a Spartan, some friend said, hey, let's do this. And we didn't research it. We just said, cool. And we went and did it. And the yeah. one thing is, I think, honestly, if I had researched it, I don't think I would have done it. Is that bad? Yeah. sound bad? I don't I don't think I, I would have been like, you know, I don't think I'm ready for this. But since I didn't research it and I'm just like, I've done half marathons and I've done mud runs, this will be easy. So I started with the Montana Beast in 2015 so i mean that's where yeah i started with the founders race 2015 founders race so i mean and that was kind of my thing no research no nothing i'm like this will be a piece of cake you know nine and a half hours later i'm like that was stupid no i get it so in 2016 like i ended up uh so i'm goal oriented so i said oh my gosh all right i got one under my belt and then come to find out, I was down in Southern California for a business trip, and um, there was a Spartan race taking place nearby, and I was able to um, swing my schedule so I could run the sprint on Sunday. Nice. I was out in uh, Temecula, and I did a little better in that one, and that felt good. And then shortly after that, the Seattle Beast was taking place. And so I ran that one super slow. It took like four and a half hours to finish it, but I finished. Yeah. And then in November of that year, I went to Sacramento and ran a super. And so, bam, you know, I did it. I got a trifecta. And the year I broke my neck and almost died, I got one spark trifecta. Ooh, go, Michael. That's that amazing. Yeah. And then in December of that year, uh, they have the, the double sprint weekend down in Los Angeles at Castaic Lake. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm from Southern Cal, so I went down for a long weekend, saw family and friends, and, and ran those sprints back to back. And so I ended 2016 on a on a high, feeling good about um, what I had accomplished in Spartan, and especially in light of the uh, ski accident. So, uh, you know, going into 2017, I didn't have any set goals, except that I was enjoying Spartan. And uh, I went on to complete 24 races in 2017, seven trifectas, including uh, I ran the Ultra Beast in Hawaii that year and couldn't believe I did it. Uh, I almost backed out of Ultra Beast uh, a week beforehand. I was just all in my head, scared. But, uh, man, I got to tell you, when I crossed that finish line 11 and a half hours later, I experience a whole level of joy that I've never felt before and that's fun yeah that's that's brutal I mean I know a couple of that ultra beast in Hawaii I'm I did the beast and I I yeah there's no way I could have done that ultra beast the beast destroyed yeah. me but I mean I'm at a I think I'm at a different physical level than you are at the point this point and yeah. I, I'm working well, you know, to get there so yeah well, let me tell you a funny story Mike about the beast you know our friends one of the things I enjoy about the Spartan community are just the amazing people that we surround ourselves with, right? They're, yeah. they're crazy and they're encouraging and they're, and the, you know, they encourage us to, to go for it and to do our best. And um, two weeks before the Ultra Beast, I ran a, um, a half marathon trail run here in Seattle and it took a lot out of me. And in my head, I thought, oh my gosh, there's no way that I can turn around and do that again and obstacles on top of it. And so I was, I was freaking out a little bit. And uh, I had three people who were coaching me and, 
in preparation for the ultra beast. I was working with the nutritionist who was at my physical therapist's office when I was recovering from the accident, and she was also an ultra athlete. Yeah. So I have a good friend of mine who's a personal trainer, and then my buddy Tom, about my age, is just a Spartan racer. And so I checked in with all three of them, and I had my, my excuse all lined up and ready to go. I told them, I said, you know what? Hey, I'm doing really well with Spartan. I think I should wait another year to run an ultra. It just feels like it's a little too much, blah, blah, blah. I said that to the nutritionist, and she was just silent on the other end of the phone. She just didn't say anything. And after an uncomfortable silence, she finally said, well, Michael, whatever. I know you can do it, but if you want to humor yourself and say that you can't, that's fine. You know, I'll do it. I'll, I'm with you either way. <laughs> yeah. Her slightly sardonic tone was not lost on my ears. And then the, my buddy, uh, PJ, the trainer, he says, Michael, you know, um, there's no guarantee you're going to be able to do one next year. Uh, you're in good shape. If you weren't, I would tell you. No, you need to do it now because tomorrow isn't promised to us, let alone next year. So I thought, dang, that's, that's two good reasons. And then my buddy Tom, I told him my rehearsed line about why I didn't want to do the ultra. And he said, um, you know, Michael, this isn't original with me, but uh, some good advice that I got was at least once a year, you need to do something that just completely scares the shit out of you. <laughs> Any questions? And I said, ah, no, I got it. So those three friends encouraged me to go on ahead and do the Ultra Beast. And I'm so glad because I was seriously ready to uh, yeah. out of it. And I tell you, that buckle was uh, hanging in my, in my room. And I look at that and I go, yeah, I did that. I earned that. And, uh, and I did pretty well. You know, they were like, obstacles. I only failed five over the course of the day. I did really well and felt strong and, um, you know, build my confidence. That's awesome. I mean, I, I, I know I'm not ready for an ultra beast really because of how long it takes me to do a beast, but I'm going to get yeah. there. Yeah. I'm going to get there. I, I'm just, I've got to get myself back in the shape I was. And I mean, you know, I didn't break my neck, but I did break my foot. So yeah. Well, and you know, uh, I consider 2017, uh, all the Spartan races that I was able to do, that, I call that Michael's Celebration of Life Tour. Yeah. So I could have been dead, I could have been paralyzed, I wasn't. And the other thing that Spartan has helped me with is, uh, you know, I used to be somewhat of a, a workaholic. I own a staffing and recruiting company in downtown Seattle. Yeah. And I enjoy, I enjoy working, I enjoy working hard, I enjoy working long hours, and, and I did. And when I broke my neck, I couldn't. I really had to let go of things and let my staff uh, run things. And wouldn't you know it, in 2016, the year that I broke my neck, most of the year, my staff was running it. And the business grew 20% that year. <laughs> wow. So I, I had to look in the mirror and say, oh, I wonder if uh, this is the case of micromanaging my people, what have you. And that was... Uh, that was a good opportunity for me to look in the mirror and evaluate my leadership style. And I let my staff run with it. And uh, I haven't taken it back. And in 2017, we grew another 10%. And so, uh, you know, the unexpected blessing in all of this is that I don't have to be in the office as much. And uh, that has freed me up to indulge in my Spartan hobby a little bit. And last year, I was able to do... Uh, couple of 
places in Thailand and um, Dubai. Uh, I was in Thailand already visiting a, a children's home that I support over there. That was in uh, late July, early August. And this awesome. is a funny story. Like, I was in the airport in Bangkok getting ready to catch a flight within Thailand. And you know how they have those electronic billboards in airports? And yeah. I'm walking along, and all of a sudden, this billboard pops up, and I go, oh, my gosh, that's a Spartan Race ad. And I look at it a little closer, and I go, oh, my gosh, it's here in Bangkok. And, oh, my gosh, it's four days after I'm supposed to leave. And so it was easy for me to change my ticket, stay, and go out of Spartan Race in Thailand. And it was, it was pretty amazing. So that was fun. And then uh, Dubai was just, uh, I ran the Middle East. Uh, Spartan Championship course mm-hmm. so in Dubai it's just looking amazing I've been to Dubai yeah, once before with the Seattle Chamber of Commerce and it's a direct flight from Seattle it's long it's 14 hours but it's a direct flight and I watched six movies on the way there um, no joke wow. six movies yeah but uh, the Dubai Middle East the, the Middle East Spartan Championship was a, a beast course uh, but you and I know that just because they say it's 13.1 miles when you when you click off your uh, fitness tracker at the end, it's usually a lot more than that. Yeah, and exactly. When I, when I when I finished the the Dubai Beast, I was just under 19 miles, and that hurt. That was that was pretty brutal. And it was in the sun. It was in the desert, and uh, that one hurt. But I finished. And I went, oh my gosh, I, you know, I finished that. That felt really good. Uh, and so this year, I don't have any international trips planned, but I am hoping that I can still do the same number of races. I'm shooting for 21 to 24 races this year, but going to be stateside the whole time. That's awesome. I mean, it's good to see that. I mean, someone like you, you know, I mean, who was injured um, and still be able to do it. I mean, that's, those are the stories I love to hear is people that are able to come back from an injury. I mean, there's so many people that have an injury like that and they're just like, nope, I'm done. Life's over. Yeah. And it's not. So Yeah. So, you know, I haven't been snow skiing since I broke my neck, but not because I'm afraid. It's because I'm using all my free time to run sport races. Because quite frankly, that's more fun to me than snow skiing. That's and awesome. The other thing is, I like to challenge myself. You know, uh, I've done a lot of races, but uh, I'm not... I'm not a threat to win any of them, at least yet. Last year, I ran open division all year. Yeah. This year, I bumped up a running age group. And I've awesome. my butt handed, handed to me in every race I've done so far. But that's just motivation to, to train more, to work harder, and, and see what I can do. Uh, and so I'm having fun with that challenge. And my goal this year is to see if I can qualify. No, not to see. I'm going to qualify in my age group for the world championship in Tahoe. That means I got to at least finish fifth in my age group in a, in a race. And that's my goal. And I'm going to do it. And now I've put it out there <laughs> for you and me and for the rest of the teams who hear this podcast. So now I got to do it, right, Mike? Exactly. And I mean, that, and that, that's the part that I love is the fact that you said your goal and then you changed that and you said you're going to. You change it from yeah. a goal because a goal gives you an out. Yeah. But now it's a plan. So, yeah, yeah, and words are important. Words are important. Our, yes. our minds really do adjust to the words that we use. So, uh, it's important. Yes, it's very important. So, 
That's awesome. So, so your plans for this year is 21 to 24. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah, and I've got, I wonder if any other beats do this. I've got a spreadsheet. i got a spreadsheet, my Spartan spreadsheet to help me keep organized. I've got all my races on there. I've got a calendar on there. I've, I've got, you know, have I booked my flight? Do I need to book a hotel? Going, you know, who am I rooming with? All that stuff. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's almost like a part-time job to keep track of my schedule just for Spartan. So it has its own detailed spreadsheet. That's crazy. Yeah, the only thing I've got is my wife has on the on the the, the fridge. She writes down each month and what races we're doing that each month. So because we try and do as a family, we do at least a five k a month, if not more. You know, and if not a longer race. And then I have my Spartans that, that I do, and my son who's fifteen is starting to do his Spartans. So he's doing both in Seattle and doing Washougal so far this year. I haven't. He hasn't admitted that he's doing the beast yet, but he really doesn't have a choice. <laughs> I love it, and that that just brings me back to you know I, I do a lot of trail runs around Seattle, and isn't it something you never run into a person with a bad attitude out on the no. trail? People are they're all they're happy to be out there, and the same is with uh, within the Spartan community. There's just a lot of good people, and in particular with with beast OCR. It's, it's just so much fun to, to keep meeting new people because they're all cool. They all have a great story to tell, and it's it's such a encouraging environment to be in. So I love that. You know, I um, I've run this staffing company for about eleven years now, and I and I enjoy it. It's hard work, but I enjoy it. Previous to that, I used to be a um, a motivational speaker for children in elementary schools. No joke, it was my full-time job. I got to, to speak to kids in elementary schools. I've been to all 50 states, um, among other things. And uh, I used to be a, a yo-yo pro on Instagram. My handle is yo-yo man Michael because I was a geek who knew how to do all those yo-yo tricks, and I parlayed that talent into a 45-minute show encouraging kids to work hard in school and, and do their best. And That's so crazy. That was a really fun thing in my life, uh, but traveling and speaking gets it gets old. And I what that. I find in the in the Spartan community is, man, so many people encourage me. Like I used to encourage kids, and it gives me an opportunity to tap into my my old inner yo yo man and be an encouragement to others as well. So another added blessing to doing Spartan and being part of the that's awesome that's one of the things i love about the beast is how how encouraging they are i know for me i mean i i don't know if i could travel that much and talk i mean i just switched jobs to where my new job i'm a safety professional but i teach classes i walk job sites and make sure people are being safe and all that kind of stuff and but for me the teaching part is what i wanted i love i've been teaching forklift and scissor lift and first aid and cpr for years and i love doing it and with this job, we'll be able to do a lot more of that, plus, you know, some other classes that I'm learning. So, I mean, it's, I, I love you know, to get up in front of class, people and teach. You and I, I didn't know this about you, Mike. We might need to talk because um, I've got a light industrial division at my staffing company that places a lot of list operators. So, uh, there could be some ways for us to collaborate there. So there could be, yeah, let me know. Off, let's take that conversation off podcast, my Yes, friend. definitely. We'll have to do that. So, no, yeah, it's the, but like I was saying, the encouragement that you get from the, the Spartan community, I think, is what, 
what I love. I mean, you know, when I did that first beast, I, I, I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit halfway through, but if I hadn't ran into Jason and, and Andrew, um, I think I would have, but they kept me going. And I mean, they were part of beast and I was kind of part of beast, but I never met anybody, but it just, they took me under their wing. And I guess, you know, according to Andrew, I kind of took him under my wing and we all three just made each other finish. And that's what I love, you know? And, you know, I know people heard me talk about Montana two years ago where it took us 13 and a half hours, but we made sure that every beast that left Seattle to go run that race or Idaho or wherever they came from, every beast finished that beast. So, I mean, it was, it was brutal and it was tough, but we all did it. And I mean, we're a team and we're, we make each other do better. Yep. And like, that's, that's such an encouragement to me that you're out there doing it. You're out there doing it. Yeah. And, you know, I've got, I've got a cousin that lives in Florida who's a few years younger than me, but I'm encouraging him to get out there and run a smart race. And I said, I told him, you know, get out there on the website, look at the pictures. This is for everybody. Yeah. This is for everybody. Everybody runs their own race, but just get out there and do it because you're going to find incredible support out there. So um, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, Mike. Carry on. I look forward to... Uh, being a mutual encouragement to each other as we oh, yeah. continue on this, this Spartan journey, man. Who knows what's going to happen with the sport? But let's enjoy it for, for what it is for such a time as this. Oh, yeah. No, and I mean, it's going to be, I think Spartan's going to keep growing and just become bigger and bigger, and it's going to be awesome. Um, and I think the beasts are going to grow with it. I mean, the beast, you know, is, it, it's not just Spartan, it's Tough Mudder, it's Spartan. Now it's, I mean, we just became a Go Ruck, you know, what yeah. a Go Ruck. You know, official go ruck team, I think, or something. But th- there's all these different things that you know Beast is spreading out and doing. I mean, you know, and along with the Beast, you have Jesse with you know West Coast Obstacles. You know, yeah. mostly you know the Beasts are involved in that. I mean, it's just th- the Beast is spreading out so much into so many different areas of the community and helping each other. And I mean, yeah. I see the Beast becoming huge. You know, yeah. in this area, and it's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, I love it. By the way, um, West Coast Obstacles. They're next day is um, it's April 7th Saturday April 7th and I hope yeah. everybody goes out there I will be on a business trip in San Diego otherwise I'll be out there yeah. I'll be out there so I think I'm going to actually miss this one because I've got training that I've got to do that morning for some uh, one of the companies that I used to work for so I think I'm unless I can finish that training a lot quicker than I think I can I'm not going to be able to yeah. make it so yeah yeah so, all right. Well, perfect. I mean, is there anything else you had to say in closing or, I mean. No, just that, you know, I turned 50 this year. I'm, I'm not a kid. You know, I'm on the older end of uh, the Spartan spectrum, but by no means uh, done. <laughs> no. There are a lot of badass 50-something Spartans out there. I was uh, surprised to see. And, uh, you know, I just want to run my race for where I'm at for how old I am, what fitness level I'm at, do the best I can and encourage as many people as possible, just like you're doing. Yep. And I look forward to uh, seeing what the rest of this year um, has in store. So That's, that's awesome. I, I know for me, I mean, I'm hoping I'm I'm half as, as athletic and spry as you are at 50. I've got, I got 10 years to go. I just hit 40, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been... Well, yeah, I've got a 50-year-old body and probably a 
it's huge. <laughs> I, I know that one. I mean, I know, I don't know if you heard what I did for my 40th birthday. I went and did the Seattle Marathon. So, I mean, that was, oh, nice. that was the most painful, crazy thing I think I've ever done, but I finished it and I, I'm proud of myself for it. So it was, it was crazy. Yeah. You know, the guy that taught me uh, how to yo-yo back in the day um, is where I first heard this quote. This quote is out there quite a lot, but it's true. And he said, Michael, people don't, uh, they don't stop playing because they grow old. They grow old because they stop playing. Yep. And there's a lot of truth. So I don't, I don't pay a lot of attention to to my age. Um, I share how old I am many times just to inspire people. I'll say, look, man, don't. Especially when I hear young people that are younger than me calling themselves old, I go, whoa, wait a minute, come on. Yep. You're only uh, as old I'm as you tell yourself. I'm not offended by that. That doesn't offend me. But I'm saying, why would you put that on yourself? You don't know what you're. You don't know what you're capable of. I don't know what I'm capable of as a 50 year old. But I'm not going to let anybody put limits on me. No. I want to push, push it, push the limits, and uh, let's figure out together what what's possible and discover some new uh, frontiers together. Yeah. No. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. You're, you're only as old as you let yourself feel. So, I mean, I. I... <laughs> yeah. The mind over matter thing does get get us so far but not completely there are some mornings i wake up go oh wow well the the way i always look at the the mind over matter is it's if you don't mind it don't matter is the way i see it so (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of how you know it used to be you know mind over matter kind of meant something different just like if you make yourself think it you can do it now it's pretty much just yeah yeah, if you don't matter it don't mind if it it, yeah you know what i mean yeah if it don't matter or you don't mind whatever so yeah it's so my last word, Mike, is just that last year was my celebration of life tour, but I extended it. So 2018 is the extension of Michael Lee's celebration of life tour. So when you guys all see me out there on a Spartan course, uh, you might have as big of a smile as me, but you won't have a bigger one, I'll tell you that much, because I'm just happy to be out there playing in the mud. Right on. I can't wait to see you out there. Right on, my friend. Well, thanks for having me. This oh. was so much fun. Oh, thank you for, for letting me give you a call. Perfect. Yeah. So, All right. I look forward to seeing you out there, and you have a good day. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Bye-bye. All right. All right. We'll be right back with another interview. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. All right, everybody, we're back from break, and I've got Yoshi here. Um, <laughs> for those of you that don't know Yoshi, it's actually Josie, but we all call her Yoshi. Um, yeah, she's Nick's Nick's daughter and a great Spartan. So how you doing? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing all right. Like I was saying, you know, before we started, I, I got Far Cry 5, so I've been binge playing that. So. <laughs> oh. I love them games. Oh, yeah. So... Obviously, I'm guessing your your dad is what got you into OCR and optical course racing. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Nick. I will say this: when I saw him at the uh, the run recently in Tacoma, 
Um, the beard threw me off. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he, he cut off the long <laughs> braided parts. Off. I'm like, wait a minute, you almost look respectable. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. You almost look human. Yeah, I like the warrior look. <laughs> <laughs> I think almost everyone loves that look, honestly. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's distinctive. It's one of those things I've had so many times where people are like, Nick, which one's that? Beard, braids. Oh, yes, I know who you're talking about. The Viking. The Viking, yes. Yeah. <laughs> how everyone finds him. Yes. So, I know you've done a few. You, how many Spartans have you done? How many obstacle course races? I know you've done a few Spartans. You've done Tough Mudder. How many have you, how many have you done now? A lot. <laughs> I think we started doing them probably 2014, 2015, and I started doing my Spartan races just last year, and um, I only did three sprints, but before that, I always did, um, or we've always done Survivor Mud Run, The Warrior Dash, There's uh, we tried doing uh, Pirate Thunder, uh, all sorts of stuff. Most of them are muddy and just fun little dorky stuff. Oh, yeah. That's what makes them fun. Exactly. And, and that's what gets us hooked into Spartan because that was my mistake. I did all the little ones like Survivor and all those, and I'm like, oh, Spartan will be easy. No problem. <laughs> the less you know. Yeah, I was talking to to Mike Lee about that. That I mean, it's one of those things. I think if someone would have actually explained what Spartan really was to me before I did it and I did any research, I don't know if I would have actually done it. <laughs> well, I... Um... I didn't really know about the races too well, and my dad, he uh, he ended up doing one of the races and told me about it, and at first I was just like, why would you go through such a crazy thing? But at the same time, going, well, we also did some other types of races, might be fun. Yeah. And I'd always try and get into the races and everything, and he most of the time he was like, I don't want to pay for you, or said, <laughs> you know, like, it's too hard for me, and at the time I only did soccer. And I wasn't too athletic as well. Yeah. But after I, um, I heard that he on the podcast on the podcast when you inter- interviewed him, he um, said how I got my first Spartan race, and it was for free after doing a uh, Spartan event that was like just a little workout, and that's how I met you. Yeah. And, and after I got that, I just remember getting nervous for my first Spartan race. And when we first got there, I just remembered how excited I was to do it. But at the same time, I was so cold because of how bad the weather was that day. Yeah, that was a cold one. <laughs> yeah. That was a cold one. Well, now that was the one too. Didn't you twist your ankle? What was it? No. Uh, <laughs> there, was, um, there was water. It was like the third no. to last obstacle. And I remember my dad just kept telling me, you need to get down and just swim across. And I would refuse because I didn't want to get any more wet than I was. Yeah. And I tried walking a little bit. And as soon, once we were in the water, my foot ended up cramping up so bad to where I fell and couldn't really move my body physically. Yeah. So my dad had to stretch it out for me and ended up dragging me through the water. And some people, like mostly my dad, he was helping me walk to the next op- obstacles and everything and it just was killing me so much i never had a bad credit before yeah that one sounds horrible I, i've been lucky i've only had in fact this year was the first time i really had a cramp on a race and of course it was on bender as i was throwing my leg up over my uh calf cramped 
and you're at that point where you're like, okay, I just pretty much have to deal with it because if not, I'm going to fall 12 feet onto my back and that's not going to (laughs) work. It's not fun. No. It's one of those pains where you have to push through, but you don't want to push through. Yeah. So, oh yeah, because I remember that one because I, that was when I was volunteering at the exit tent. And when they said last racers, I came running out and I saw you guys come and finish. And that was, a that was awesome to see you guys finish like that. So, yeah, I remember that. And I remember I saw James and he was like one of the first people that I met from the beast group at the time. I didn't really know any of the beast crew. And I just remember seeing James and seeing him cheering me on and, you know, like, cause he recognized me right away. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to start crying here. Cause I was like, beaten up already and like mentally like just down and then seeing all everyone cheering me on and everything i was just like wow this is a different environment yeah and then i just my spirits lifted up really well or really high i guess yeah i can get that i did a uh, montana two years ago i was one of the last group to finish and that feeling when you get there and you realize everyone's pretty much waiting for you yeah. But they're cheering you on and everything else. It's a different feeling. And I mean, it's an amazing feeling, but yeah. So. Yeah, it's really nice. And I, there's been many races where I'll volunteer and um, I spoke, uh, there's some races like uh, the Washougal Sprint that we had mm-hmm. um, in September. Yep. And I remember, or was it October? August. August. That was in August. Um. But I remember I was with my best friend, and we were there mainly waiting for my dad to do the hurricane. Yeah. And I remember on the course, there was this really big guy. And I remember passing by this guy after, like, helping out him, helping him out a little bit. Yeah. And I remember cheering him on and saying, you got this. It just finished through. You're doing amazing. And I was there when he ended up being the last racer. And I remember giving this guy a big old hug and being proud of him cheering him on and all that i was really proud of him for pushing through yeah and i mean that's one thing that's great about that you know i've talked about a lot in the the spartan community and i mean really the ocr community at all um is just so helpful to each other i mean everyone's just so nice and supportive it's i mean the competitiveness is there but the support of the support is more you know more important to most people so yeah so, what other big plans do you have with Spartan and OCR? Um, I mean, there's Tough Mudder. I keep saying Spartan. That's just because that's the one that I'm, <laughs> I do the most. Yeah, so, understandable. Yeah. Um, really, my main goal with Spartan is to get my first trifecta. And I'm also getting my best friend, um, Hope, to do the trifecta with me, considering I kind of drug her into the Spartan races as well. And, like, the Washougal one, that was her first race. And this year, we're going to go from her having her first race to her having her first trifecta as well. And I'm nervous from hearing all the different types of stories from different types of races, different terrains, and all that. And I'm nervous, but I'm really excited at the same time. Where are you doing your races? I mean, are you doing, you're doing Seattle in April, right? Yes. We're doing the one in Seattle, the one in uh, Washougal. And I think that I'm, my dad's dragging me to the one in Montana, and we might be doing the one in Idaho as well. Are you doing the Sprint or the Beast in, in Montana? Uh, I'm going to assume the Beast, since um, the Super and the Sprints are 
in um, April, and then there's the sprint in Washougal. So the only one left would be Montana the beast. beast. Yeah. Is the Montana is an easy one? <laughs> yeah, Montana's the easy one. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you believe that. Montana's where I started, and that was Montana is Montana's hills. Be ready for hills. Okay. Hills, hills, and more hills. There's like... So death, death, and more death. It's pretty much... There's no logic to Montana because it feels like you go uphill for like 10 miles and then suddenly you're back at the like starting point. You're like, I don't think we've gone down enough for this to be right. <laughs> oh, that just... Hearing hills reminded me of Idaho because there was like no... Like there was no shade. It was all dust and dirt all in your face and you, all you were breathing was like dirt. And it was like 90 degrees out and there was three huge hills and I was just dying after like five feet of running. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, see Montana. Most of it was uphill. Montana doesn't have a whole lot of dust and all that because usually it's, you know, this time of year in May, it's, it's still a little wet, but it's just hill after hill after hill. And I, I mean, I did, I started Spartan in 2015. My first Spartan ever was a Montana beast. And yeah. it was almost my last. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, I mean, it's one of those things. It's, it's doable. I mean, this this will be my fourth year doing it. And you're obviously okay. in a lot better shape than I am. <laughs> I mean, I try to. I always tell people, like, especially with my friends, I always tell them I am the most laziest athletic person. Because yeah. I love to do, like, soccer. And I love to try, like, certain sports. But at the same time, I don't train whatsoever. I eat a lot of food. I eat a bunch of junk food. I sit on my butt and just, like, play video games, watch TV. I do nothing. But see, you're 17, so you can get away with that. I'm 40. <laughs> I can't get away with True. that anymore. But, no, Montana's a good one. I mean, it's it's a good test. I mean, the Seattle Beast is honestly probably the easiest beast I've ever done. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's just easy. Um, Montana is a great one because it really challenges you and it'll make you like know that you're there and you can do it. So okay. it's not like when you're done, you're like, well, that was too easy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, Spartan likes to challenge you just somewhat. Yeah, Montana will question your choices the whole time. <laughs> that sounds like me with any race. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's like, because I've done... The only beasts I've done is Montana, Hawaii, and Seattle. And okay. Montana and Hawaii have one thing in common. There's a lot of hills, which people are surprised to find out there's a lot of hills in Hawaii, but there is. Um, and every once in a while, you walk around a corner, and it gives you, like, the most breathtaking view you've ever seen in your life. Well, I would love that. You're, you're sitting there like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, and you walk around a corner, and you see this view, and you're like, I've died, and I'm in heaven. This is amazing. <laughs> this is gorgeous. I didn't think heaven would be so painful, but here it is. Yeah. So. All you need now is like a dog or something. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You, you come around a corner and you're like, this is just amazing. This is beautiful. And then you have to walk around the corner and then it gets horrible again. But it's it's an amazing run. I will keep that in mind. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. So what other ones do you have in mind? I know you do the Spartan ones. I know your dad's done like Tough Mudder and stuff like that. Have you, do you do those ones? Uh, I had my first Tough Mudder just uh, this year. If it, mm -hmm. No, it wasn't last year. It was last year. And 
I, my main thing was I was super nervous for the Arctic Anima and the um, electrical wires. Yeah. See, the electrical wires is why I won't do it. <laughs> it. Okay. Everyone told me that it really wasn't that bad. And for a good while, I didn't believe them because my dad told me when he went through it that uh, he got hit right in the nuts and just fell and kept getting electrocuted as he's on the ground and just told me like how painful it was and everything. And I was, after that, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I mean, after you but just explained that, I definitely don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I have a problem is, with electrocution, but electrocution to my nuts. Yeah, that makes 10 times worse. <laughs> well, for me, when I went through, at first, uh, for uh, my race, it was, uh, we had the Arctic Anima. And then we had to run to or run, jog, walk, whatever you wanted to do yeah. to uh, the last obstacle, which is getting electrocuted. And I was doing this with both my best friend and my dad. And we hit the Arctic Anima. My best friend like flew through it, and my dad took his time because he kept hitting his head. But as soon as I hit it, I got in and I jumped right out, and I just ran straight to the next obstacle, starting jumping jacks nonstop until my best friend went or caught up. And I remember. We started walking towards it, and I said, we're not waiting, we're not waiting, we're not being these people that are just standing here staring at it, and so I started counting down, I was like, three, two, one, and as soon as I hit, said that, I started jogging down, and I got hit in the shoulder at first, and I was like, oh, oh, that's not that bad, jumped over a hay bale, and the only, like, electrical wire that actually hurt me was from jumping over, and it got, caused my entire body to, like, twitch, but outside of that, that was the only wire that actually, like, got you. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, they're not that painful, but it was kind of fun, actually. Okay, yeah. Uh, we're learning new things about you. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I, that weird? Yeah, I, oh, I mean, I just can't do it. I mean, it's, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, one of these days, I have to, because I'm one of those people, if I have a fear like that, I have to do something to get over it. Yeah. So I mean, eventually I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to do a tough mutter, but it's kind of been one of those things that it's always fallen on the same weekend as the Spartan. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm Spartan first, but which is just really an excuse because I don't want to do the tough. I don't want to get electrically chalked, but one of these days I'm gonna have to do it just because I need to, you know. And everyone tells me, oh, well, you can just skip it, and I'm like, yeah, but that that doesn't work with me. That doesn't sit right, you know. It's like yeah, the you know I know you, you don't get want to try and do it and try yeah. to complete all the obstacles or at least try to do it. Yeah, and I know with Tough Mudder, you don't get the a medal or you just get, like, the band or something. But yeah. I don't feel like I would have earned it if I didn't do that, if I skipped I that obstacle. And, and that's why I, I I haven't done it. But I just have a thing against electrical shock. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've taken too many safety classes and I can see what electrical – I've seen what electrical shock can do to people or something. But, yeah, it just bothers eh. That's understandable. Yeah. But eventually I'm going to have to. I mean, I've there, – there's very few – I try and face my fears as much as possible. There's only like one fear I really haven't faced and that one I'm just never going to. So <laughs> mainly because it's completely stupid, but half the races we do are completely stupid. But well, see, we that's, anyway. that's what's funny is I, the only fears I really haven't faced is the electricity f- the thing and ET. So <laughs> I'll do the electricity ETs out. I, I just, yeah, no, that's too, that's too ingrained in my brain. I can't watch that. Oh, Lord. You have no idea. 
I hear things about you as well. I ha- I'm a horror movie fanatic. I grew up watching like every weekend from the time I was five years old until my grandmother passed when I was 16. I would go to my grandmother's, not every weekend, but at least once or twice a month and spend the whole weekend watching horror movies with my grandma. The one movie, amazing, honestly. It is. When she died, I got her entire horror movie collection. I have like 300 horror movies on VHS. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's amazing. I but love it. but the one movie I can't watch is E.T. What it, is that? It creeps me out. E.T. is creepy <laughs> as hell. And I think what it is, what it is is when I was E.T. came out when I was four or five years old. And my okay. mom took me to see it in the theaters. And I oh. guess there's supposedly some part in the beginning where he's screaming like a banshee and running through woods or something. <laughs> I apparently, whatever, for whatever reason that freaked me out, I climbed under the chair and would not come out until they like made me leave the theater. I'm like, oh. nope, I'm done. And ever since then, never had it, never had an urge to watch it. I'm like, nope, I'm good. Nope. I'll watch any horror movie you pick. I will watch it, but I will not watch E.T. <laughs> very weird i know but just a bit yeah so oh so you're 17 right yes so what uh 18 in september a junior in high school correct right. yeah if you're 18 in september then you probably would have started yeah so junior in high school huh man correct so big plans after high school uh kind of kind of doing more spartan races (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> most likely <laughs> but um at the same time it's also debatable because i have two different types of jobs that i'm thinking about doing right after high school yeah and two of them are completely different from each other and two of them are completely away from each other so it, it's one of those decisions that i'm trying to like figure out as i go through school that's the best way to do it you got a year and a, you got a year and a half yep <laughs> slowly figuring it out yeah, and you've got a, what, a brand new little baby sister? Yeah, we do. Uh, almost two months. Man, your dad's braver than I am. <laughs> My youngest is 15, or, well, just about to be 16. And I'm like, yeah, no, no more for me. I'm out. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Just trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to ask you. I can't think of it. I'm down for any question if you have any. I was just trying to think if there was any that I had. I mean, you, you kind of covered the, the Spartan and all that stuff. That's actually a good question. On the on your obstacle course racing, what motivates you to do betting? What motivates you to my keep dad. going? Is it just your dad? or my is there... Mostly my dad. Um, I've always looked up to my dad, and I've always had, like, this mindset to make him proud, make him, like – be proud that he has my, has me as a kid or something like that. I feel like every kid goes through that like thing, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where he's my main family. He's all really that I have yeah. outside of my um, my stepmom, my baby sister. I've never really had a family that I can actually call family outside of my dad. Yeah, and so I I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times where I'm like, I hate my dad, but at the same time, it's like I can't hate him. Because of all the stuff that he's done for me and protected me from, like, my mom and all this other stuff. And all I want to do is always try and, like, be proud of him or be better than him on certain stuff. Mm -hmm. And so whenever we're doing the races, I can't get into that mindset where it's like, I'm not going to do that. Because if I'm seeing him doing it, I'm like, I got to try it. I have to do it. I have to try and do it, try and be better. And that's always something I'm trying to improve on is, 
you know, either be as equal as him or to be better than him. That's awesome. Makes me actually appreciate your dad more than I, I did before. Your dad's a great guy. I love <laughs> your dad. I mean, he's amazing. And you've also got, now you have the beast as a family too. We're all here. Yeah. So. And I'm proud that I have you guys as well. Cause, um, after we start joining, I like with Adam recently, I had a, like, I had a call with him cause I was needing advice for like family issues going on. And he gave me this great advice and I was just like, well, I have my answer on what I need to do now. Yeah. So yeah, if you ever need other advice, you have my phone number. Well, thank you. But if I don't answer and it comes across with a weird voicemail that says Brandon, that's actually me too. So okay, I, I do comedy. So my comedy name is Brandon. And actually the phone that okay. I use for recording is the Brandon phone. So yeah. Yeah. So I have a whole nother podcast called Renerdish. I try and mention it every once in a while just because you know. But <laughs> understandable. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, that, I mean that's awesome. I, I'm that kind of motivation is good, and it's good to see you know that someone with that kind of motivation. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't think of anything else that I had for you. Um, <laughs> now, so All right. thank you for talking with me, and I look forward to seeing you at some event coming up soon. I'm sure I will. I mean, the Seattle Super is coming up, so I will see sure. you there probably, if not sooner. So, all right. All right. Well, that sounds good. Perfect. Thank you. I will see you at the next race. All right. See you later. Thanks for the interview. Oh, anytime, Yoshi. All right. (laughs) All right. Matt. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.